Welcome to Interparty Conflict, the podcast where we answer your questions so you can have the best tabletop gaming experience possible. My name is Gabe. And my name is Jeff. And we are going to answer your questions today. But first, I have a question. Mm-hmm. What's a funny question to ask because I haven't done a goofy variation of this in a while, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, what are we, what are we, uh, we're getting kind of bland with our a little intros. bit, a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, how are you doing? How are you doing today, Jeff? Um, I'm doing, I'm doing okay today. Um, it's been a rough week. Yeah. Uh, although like as of this recording, I mean, last week was a bit, was a bit rough for me. Okay. Um, I just like had some. I had some like ho- like homeowner issues. Oh yeah, and then I had some family issues, yeah. and it was just like it was just one thing after another, and then like I, and then like I had some like health issues, mm. and so I was just like one thing after another after another, and I was just like I, just I don't know, but I got through it. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. things. I'm, I'm coming out the other side, and things are getting better. So it's so sure, it's fine. sure. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to go. Too much in the details because I don't want to be like do the sob story. Sure, stuff sure. No, I, I too understand. Personal um, I'll get like into that. the sob story. So, uh, <laughs> well, I, I'll just start out then and say, um, so I, I I've been having a lot of issues with like just finding time to do stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm uh, I'm working full time. I'm I'm actually working overtime at least once a month. Uh, one of my, one of my days is is taken up. I'm also taking a class one day a week. Yeah. Um, to hopefully move up to an even better job than I already have. Right. And so um, I guess I want to say I've been, I've come to terms with the fact that I have been overworking myself right. a bit. I I partly came to this realization because we have been playing the game Sekiro. Yeah. That just came out. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, which is uh, a very good game. Mm-hmm. However, um, it was very difficult for me at first. Partly because it's a difficult game and I I had to put in a lot of time to actually just learn how to play it. But also because, as you pointed out to me, I had a... Because I have so little free time, I I was feeling very much like I had an obligation to get through it quickly. And so... Sure, yeah. Um, anyway, so it was it was while playing this game that I really had to come to terms with the fact that, like, I, I am doing a lot of work mm-hmm. and I have very little time to do it. And it's causing me a lot of stress that i probably don't need to be putting myself through right because like game like games are a big part of our life and like mm-hmm. they're stress relievers and yeah well some some of them can be so, some of them can be yeah but i mean in in the long run games are stress relievers for us and yeah. so like w- when you realize like oh i don't have time for my stress reliever because i'm doing all these stressful things mm-hmm. you kind of go like oh okay well i need to adjust that yeah so and because uh, because I have so many things that I know I have to be doing, mm. anytime I do take an hour here, an hour there to play a game or do anything that isn't directly work related, even like just having dinner with my wife, I feel guilty because it's like, I know I could be editing a podcast right, right now. Yeah. I know I could be doing some writing or something. Yeah. Cause uh, yeah, you could just br- bring your plate of dinner to, to your desk and I, do I some guess, work yeah. like, instead of actually sitting down with your wife and, you know, enjoying dinner. Right. Right. So I guess I just want to say, um, I don't know exactly how this is going to articulate yet. I'll, I'll figure it out, but mm. I'm going to try to 
in some form scale back a little bit of what I'm doing with the podcast. We're still still podcast is still going to be coming out. Right. We're still going to be, you know, having our signature goofs and everything. Yeah. I'm even going to try to have all of our Patreon stuff still happen, but I'm going to try and rework how I do a lot of stuff and and try and cut down on yeah some time stuff. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be trying to help edit the episodes where yeah. when I can. Um, um, just, yeah, just so he doesn't have to be focusing on that all the time. Sure. One potential casualty of this, I don't know for sure, but one, one way that I'm seeing might just be a huge load off my mind is I know that for the last few months, we've been talking up this actual play that we've been doing. Right. And it's, it's, it's getting to be very difficult to find time to edit it, let alone schedule another session to record and then edit that yeah. and so on. And I don't know if I want to say that it's not going to be going on. I don't necessarily want to say that, but it might be a while before it comes out. Right. And if it, when it does come out, it might be a while before we have more episodes. If we ever do have more episodes. Sure. Sure. So I hate to talk this thing up for like three or yeah. four months and then have nothing come of it. And I'm not saying nothing is going to come of it, but for the time being, at least until this class I'm taking is over, which is going to be at least another few months, mm-hmm. I really need to find a way to to scale back my obligations and scale back what yeah. I have to spend my time doing. So for the next few months, I hope all of our listeners can stay tuned and, and sit tight and, you know. Yeah, just, yeah, just sort of bear bear with any changes that yes. that might that might come. Yeah, I um, I don't know exactly what changes are even going to come. Right, yeah. it might just be I need to just change my mindset around. But sure, I mean, it, I mean, it, like if it if it ends up being like, like yeah, we want the we want the play the actual play to kind of like keep going and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like, because I I enjoy doing it. It's yeah. just a matter of finding the time to right edit it and you know so like maybe we'll like because we wanted to make sure that like once we start releasing them that yeah. we would keep releasing it like it, it would be a, it would be a steady released thing right maybe we would just have to resign to here's the first chapter sure maybe that it, maybe it might even be you know half a year to a year till you see it you know another chapter or something like that if, maybe if it comes to that you know like it we might have to weigh like what people think about it. Like, would you rather just get what we have? Mm-hmm. So that way, like we can, you know, we can sort of like, I'll, 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 you know, edit the podcast episodes to give you more time to edit the actual play episodes yeah. so that we can at least get what we have out and then worry about it from there. Sure. Um, you know, cause, like, cause it, it might, you know, people might be more receptive to like getting something instead of nothing. You know, or in, or rather than like waiting forever until we can find a time to like act, you know, do the whole thing and release it episode sure, by sure. episode. I don't know. If, so hey. I I don't know. We'll we'll be we'll be figuring some stuff out. Um, I just just wanted to just get this disclaimer out there. Yeah. So we we're gonna try to restructure some things. Hopefully, it won't make too big of an impact for yeah. the listener. But just in case it does, I just want to tell everybody what's. What's yeah. going on? Yeah, like, yeah. Gabe, Gabe's a busy guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're, you're working a full time job while also taking classes to to get a different job. Yeah. You know, while also editing a podcast, while also, I mean, like we're, we're recording the podcast that takes time. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Roll Twenty game, you write your fiction and stuff like that. It's a it's a lot of stuff to undertake. Yeah. Oh boy, my fiction. 
I I don't know what I was thinking putting it in the lowest tier of the Patreon because I spend more time doing that than pretty much anything else. Po- I mean, maybe not at the 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 every the weekly recording and editing of a podcast over the course of a month does take up more time than writing a short story. Right, but man. Every other Patreon As, reward is is far less time of time investment than writing my short stories. Right. So, but you do get your, you do get rewarded by it by yeah. By and I'm, writing, I'm doing so. it because I want to do it. Yeah. The whole reason I put it in the Patreon is because I want to get back into writing, and this mm. this is a good thing to do that for. But you know, having to stick to every month, I got to get a thing out, and like, yeah, it's sometimes it's, I'm just too busy to to do it until the last week and so on. Right. So anyway, um. Yeah, I just just wanted to say everybody like it's been hard to accept that maybe I'm overworking myself and I do want to try to k- keep things as as standard as possible. So hopefully nothing will change, but just in case yeah. they do, I just want to tell everybody. I mean, like if you if you guys want to help, I mean, you can one spread the word of our of our show to sure, more people. Sure. Uh two, maybe check out our Patreon if you have not cuz I mean like the more f- like it's sort of it's sort of a, a you know a lofty goal at this point, but like if we get enough funding to like hire somebody to edit oh, our man, episodes or be, something like that, that'd be the dream right there. Like if somebody like because like our episodes are format is pretty much the same every single time. Mm-hmm. So like paying a guy to uh, to you know to edit the episodes wouldn't be that big of a deal. Like we would be able to entrust somebody else to yeah. editing the podcast episodes because they're a very strict format. So it's, it's really not that hard to do. Mm-hmm. It's just time consuming. Yeah. So being able to pay somebody to, to do that, that'd be, you know, that would help out yeah. a lot. So, I mean, like if, if you've been thinking about it, you know, maybe, maybe check out the Patreon, see what you see, what you can spare sure. for us. And uh, where can people find, find that <laughs> Patreon? Jeff? Uh, they can go to patreon.com slash interparty conflict. There you go. Um, yeah. So the, there's a few tiers you got, you can pay a dollar or more. If you get to five dollars, you get uh, access to our bonus episodes. Mm-hmm. And we just recorded a bonus episode for this month. We did. Which spoiler alert? It's about spoilers. Ah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, but uh, or you know, get up to if you up to if you get up to ten dollars um, a month, you you can uh, you can join us for the uh, roll twenty games, uh-huh. which should be the day that this episode goes out. Sure. Will be this month's uh, game. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Which would be another uh, Paul Blart, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, last month we actually had some cancellations at the last minute, so we right. uh, again, um, we didn't have enough people to play it. So yeah. we're gonna again with the uh, the issues I was having, I, yeah. like, I couldn't make it. So. Hey, then I understand. And so yeah. so no matter how many people we have, even if it's just me and one person, we'll, uh, we'll yeah, try uh, to make something. Happen. I'll make the best single player Blart <laughs> venture I can. Sure, sure. So um, yeah, like any anything you can spare for that would be good, yeah. and you know. And again, like rate us, review us on, on oh, like, yeah, iTunes absolutely. and stuff. We haven't gotten an iTunes review in a while. Yeah. So we got one after I had that episode where I was like, oh, everybody give us bad reviews. Um, and we got a review. It wasn't a bad. It mm. was it was had the trappings of a bad review. Sure. But it, it was uh, it was uh, very lighthearted <laughs> and and uh, constructive. Sure. So, um, uh, well, before we get into like the actual episode, I wanted to mention last week. We had a bit of a, a bit of a change to the show. Sorry to start off with a downer. Um, oh, yeah. I want to get into some some more fun some stuff. More yeah, stuff. I think last week's episode was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, we had a good time. Uh, yeah, like um, my my voice went through some changes. Oh and, yeah, and, and my I was, name I was, as well. Call, we were yeah, we were calling ourselves something different. See, but then if if we're gonna try to keep up that charade, right? Does that mean that I'm Skylar or that I'm Lisa? <laughs> so, but yeah, now Skylar's been uh, Skylar recently got a uh, a red. 
uh, zip up hoodie. <laughs> okay. And so she's walking around going, I'm Gabe. <laughs> like, so she does that all the time now. So yeah. Lisa does that all the time. She'll sit in my recliner and she's like, oh, look at me. I'm Gabe. I love RC Cola. <laughs> I, like I wear Cola. red. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I had somebody at work the other day come up to me and be like, why are you always wearing red? So I'm like, oh, that's, my, that's my favorite that's color. Favorite color. I, <laughs> I don't you. know what else, what else to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the girls, the they're they're are good sports. They're, yeah, they're they're um they they're pretty nervous about it. But they were understandably. I mean, understandably, we've, we've been doing this for a long time, mm-hmm. and when we first started, yeah, we were much yeah much more nervous in front of the mic and everything. Right. So right. I'm I'm very happy that they did it. I was. On one hand, like I was, I was expecting them to do it for five minutes and then be done. Yeah, but to which their we, credit, we would have, we would have been acceptable about yeah. it. It's like it's like yes, okay, well, like do what, do what you're comfortable <laughs> with, go for it. Right. But no, they 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 went for it for a while. They yeah. they did a, did a pretty good job. I it was hard to edit that episode because there's a lot of stuff that I had to cut out, obviously. Sure. But uh, but then there would be like. There were times later where there was like a really good goof, but it referred back to something that I had cut out. So it's like, oh, I got to cut that oh, out yeah, too. Dang. And then like, you know, I wasn't sure how much of like us laughing and chatting in the background was going to get Ideally, make it Ideally, I would have liked to cut it all out. But right. I think there were a couple parts where I was like, this, this works really, it works a lot better if we are not cut out. Right. So yeah. anyway, so it's, anyway. It's all part of the goof. Hopefully, hopefully our listeners... Uh, had a good time listening yeah, to that episode. Yeah, I hope so. So anyway, uh, Jeff, do you want to go ahead and jump into this episode? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I want you to imagine that a friend of yours has asked you for help. Okay. Cleaning out the garage. Oh, okay. So you go over to your friend's house uh-huh. and uh, you get there, you get into their garage. And the first thing that hits you is just the sheer amount of boxes, of junk, They've just got so many random items mm. everywhere. Okay. And you're just thinking to yourself, what the heck? And so you go and you you go to get rid of a, a pile of newspapers from like 30 years ago. And you're like, what the heck? Why does this person even yeah. have this? Yeah. And as you do, you lift up this stack of newspapers and you notice that deep within like these this big pile of junk, you see some gold oh. glinting in there. All right. You start to notice it. And I don't know, maybe, maybe you think of possibly stealing it. Maybe you don't. I don't know. That's up to you. That's, you don't, that's in your, that's a character decision for you. Okay. However, uh, as you start to think about that, you remember (laughs) some details about your friend Uh that you, you don't usually keep at the front of your mind. And, you know, we're talking about the, the scales, I guess we'll just get that right out there. Um, the, the snout like face, the teeth. The breath weapon, <laughs> you know, and then uh, you start to think to yourself, you you realize what you're doing. Jeff. What? You're cleaning out the Dragonborn's horde. <laughs> Man, I should see when I first when I first met my friend, I should have I should have said something, but I thought it was gonna be rude, and then it just sort of you know. Well, and also when you first met your friend, and you know you made a comment about the horned helmet that he was wearing, and then he yelled out "Fus Roda," <laughs> and then you're like, "Oh, wait a minute, okay, uh, okay, he's, he's, he's two different kinds of dragonborn." Apparently, gotcha. he said he's a dragonborn, dragonborn. Got exactly, it. exactly. <laughs> so um, today's item, and actually, sorry, let me say that intro oh. was submitted by a listener. Oh. Yes, on our Discord, which okay. you can go to if you uh, find the link on our Facebook or our subreddit. Um, on our Discord, there is a uh, page directly for 
uh, submitting Dragon's Horde intros. intros. Yeah. There's only been, we've only had one or two submitted. Right. So, yeah. so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, you if know. you if you come up with a silly scenario <laughs> where I don't realize I'm being spoken to by a dragon or something, I guess yeah. So that was that was submitted by Deborah Sor on Discord. So thank you very much, Deborah Sor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the the item for today was submitted also on Discord by Adam B. Uh huh. This item is the cloak of the lightning wolf. Ooh. This I mean, is, ooh. <laughs> ooh. 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 Uh, this is a very rare wonders item. It requires attunement. Uh-huh. And uh, this cloak of dark furred dire wolf is trimmed with aged black leather. It seems to occasionally shimmer with small sparks of blue energy mm. across the shadowed lining. This cloak has four charges and regains 1d4 expended charges daily at dawn. When you are targeted by an enemy spell, you can use your reaction to have the cloak swallow part of the spell. Oh. The cloak gains a number of charges equal to the spell level of the triggering spell. Huh. You are still subject to whatever effects the spell would normally inflict on you, and you cannot use this ability again until you finish a short or long rest. A maximum of 12 charges can be held at any one time. Okay. So it starts with four. Gains back 1d4 at dawn. I guess I'm curious as to whether that can get it up to 12 or if the 12 is only from absorbed spells. I, yeah, I wonder. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder. Huh. Uh, I would say maybe like any unspent charges go away. I guess we'll get into what that means in a second. But unspent charges go away. Uh, to a maximum of four. To a maximum of four, okay. I, I think. Well, yeah, yeah let's see what it, what yeah. it does. Uh, anyway, when you hit with an attack, you can choose to expend any number of charges, maximum three. Uh, not not any number of charges, sure. but one, two, or three charges. Yeah. From uh, to, You can expend those from the cloak, dealing an additional 1d6 lightning damage per charge expended, which is inflicted on the target of that attack. If your attack strikes multiple targets, you must choose one, choose one target from the group to be subject to this damage. Huh. So, yeah. So basically, you can absorb people's spells. Turn. I mean, you still take the effect, but you right, can. Yeah. You can like get a recharge of electricity from spells. Yeah. And then you can funnel that energy into your attacks. I like that. Yeah. I, I think I think there's some details to be worked out with the whole chart with the charges and stuff. Mm -hmm. But like I like yeah I like that like taking taking spell damage because it's charges based on the level of the spell. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, like yeah, so you can like you you sort of like build up this like static energy mm -hmm. in the cloak and then uh, unleash it when you're attacking somebody. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, kind of makes me think of there's uh, an X Men character Bishop, if mm. I'm not mistaken. Ability is to uh, absorb kinetic energy yeah, and then, like so. redirect it or something. I think yeah. I don't know if he still takes takes whatever the energy is. Or right. Whatever, but uh, I do like that this would be way too powerful if it was that you actually just absorb the spell and don't take the effects. Right, yeah. But if, you, if you're if you still <laughs> taking the effects, you know. Right, which like, and that's something you can do once per day. So once, like, yeah, once per short short or long rest. Short or long rest. So like you can, you know, so if you get hit, hit by a spell, you could be like, okay, well, that was only a one level spell. Maybe I don't want to, you know, use it up there. So oh, like, good point. You're waiting for that moment where you get hit by a powerful spell. You're like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to get, I'm going to get a little boost from that. Yeah. Um, now I'm wondering again with more like uh, more going more into detail of the mechanics are, are those uh, extra dice of damage? Well, can those be multiplied with a critical? That's a good question. And if it does, would that also expend more charges? Ooh. So I think that'd be okay. a good balance. Like if you if you could multiply it, but only but it takes more charges. Only up to the as uh, many char charges as you have. So like, you can only use an extra three D. 
you can only get an extra 3d6, was it? Yeah. 3d6 of damage, but you score a critical, but you only have four charges. Oh, so you just get 4d6. So you get 4d6 or something like that. So there's okay, still like okay. a bit of a limiting factor there yeah. to it. Because so, like you know you're 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 still expending the 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 energy or something like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't that's know. a that's a good question. Little 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 details uh, you know I, uh, that that I have questions on. But yeah, uh, but other than that, like I you know even with that, sure sure. I you know I I think this is a really cool item. Yeah, um, it uh, I like the the theme of it. The, I like the idea of a lightning wolf. Yeah. Yeah, when you think like dire wolf, you think like 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 a like a frost wolf or like an, uh, an arctic oh, yeah, wolf sure, or something sure. like that. You know, like it just wolves in general. I guess you kind of think you can sometimes think that. Yeah, because there's the, there's the winter wolf, which is a right. a D and D staple enemy. Right, and then you know, and then there's like the you know the Stark wolves of Winterfell. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, so it's it's a, it's it's thematic for wolves to be you know went you know unless they're hellhounds or something. That's sure, a, that's sure. different. That's a different thing. Yeah. So yeah, lightning wolf. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, right yeah. <laughs> um, this made me think of two things. Number one, uh, how Lisa and Skyler had, <laughs> they were trying to figure out what a dire wolf was. Oh, sure. Last, uh, <laughs> last episode. Um, also, this kind of makes me think of Sekiro. I feel like this could be an interesting oh. thing uh, on piece of armor or something to get in that game. Not that sure. that game has armor. But yeah, those, yeah, there's not really any like cosmetic changes or anything like that. Yeah. Not nothing nothing huge. Um, I don't know, just like I like the idea of a wolf fur. And the the main character is referred to as uh, Oh he as is. Oh shoot. I yeah. didn't even think of that. Yeah. Anyway, um Andy, but. Yeah, so so that's uh that's the cloak of the lightning wolf. So thank you very much Adam B. Uh, it's a really cool item. And uh yeah, so that again that was submitted via Discord. So if anybody wants to get us uh items and such mm-hmm. The Discord is one uh, one method of doing so, right. but what are some other ways? What is uh, one, one way in particular I'm thinking of, <laughs> Jeff? If somebody wanted to submit questions for us to discuss, right. items for the Dragon's Horde, or stories for the Funeral Pyre, yeah. or Dragon's Horde intro, sure. how would they get those to us? Uh, I think the... the... I think the way that you're thinking of is uh, emailing. Uh, yeah. They could email us at interpartyconflict at gmail.com and uh, send it to us that way. There you go. That is correct. Uh, before we go any further, we have a giveaway to give away today. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, we're giving away a copy of Chapel on the Cliffs, courtesy of Goblin Stone. Mm-hmm. It is a great uh, spooky and... I was going to say spooky and dooky, but that, no, that's <laughs> bad. A, a spooky and scary adventure um, <laughs> involving undead and uh, and stuff. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Jeff, who is our winner this week? Our winner this week is Billy B. Whoa, 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 winner. winner. Yes, congratulations, Billy B. You should be getting uh, your copy in your email sometime soon. If you if you don't get that within a week or two, let us know, and uh, we'll get that sorted out. Yeah. And Jeff, if anybody wanted to enter this drawing, because mm-hmm. we do a drawing every week, how do they enter? Uh, they can enter by sending us an email at interpartyconflict at gmail.com, but mm-hmm. put uh, Chapel on the Cliffs in the subject line. That is correct. Awesome. And then- um, Two for two. All right. <laughs> Yes. We already talked about our Patreon. I'm not going to really harp on it too much, but uh, we've got some cool rewards on our Patreon. Mm-hmm. So go and check that out if you want. See if anything appeals to you at patreon.com slash interpartyconflict. And thank you to everybody who has uh, been a patron so far. Yeah. Even if you're not a patron anymore, like we've had in the last few months, we've had a few people either cancel or reduce their right. yeah. uh, their pledge. And that's fine. You know, yeah. we understand whatever happens, but we're still thankful to everybody for, uh, you know, giving us some of their hard-earned money to continue making this show yes um also i want to direct everybody to the other podcasts on the crit nation fellowship Mm -hmm. including uh crit academy which i guess is 
run by Crit. Crit, yeah. Crit Nation, who has a purple hat. Because there's a purple hat in the I Hey, to her credit, she is correct. She was pretty spot on. She was pretty spot on. So uh, (laughs) check out Crit Academy, Justin, Ian, and Brandon. Justin Um, Nation. (laughs) Justin Nation. They make new and reusable content for players and DMs alike. Um, Also, they have a book that I helped write that came out, I think... uh, you can, you can still find that on there. Just go to Crit Nation. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, well, CritAcademy.com, CritNation.com, I think, goes to a page on their website. Right, yeah. But um, anyway, check them out. Also, I think they're coming out with some more products soon. They've got like a a Barbarian Path that's coming out soon. I think Justin's been working on an adventure that's going to be coming out soon if it's not out already. Mm. Um, yeah, lots of stuff they're coming out with on DMs Guild. So check, cool. check them out. Also, check out uh, D&D Character Lab which is a great podcast where Garen and Dan make characters every week and then pit them against each other yep. and debate whose character is better. Uh, also check out Brute Force and Ignorance. They are an actual play podcast on the Crit Nation Fellowship. So check them out. They're, they're great. So yeah, check out those podcasts. They got some great stuff. And uh, yeah, you ready to get into some questions? Sure. Okay. Um. So we have a question from Holy Blades 777 on Discord. Uh, how do you handle burnout? Yes, and this uh, this is rather fitting, but it is sure. also it is not just um, it's you know player burnout, DM burnout, yeah. gaming burnout. I guess all kinds of burnout, but we'll try to focus on gaming related burnout. Right. I had a, a period where I was definitely going through some some gaming burnout uh, back when I lived in Tennessee. It was around when Fourth Edition D anD D had been out for a while, and Pathfinder was like starting to be starting to become really big mm-hmm. um but i hadn't i hadn't really gotten into pathfinder at the time but i was playing fourth edition D, and i enjoyed it but i definitely started to experience some burnout okay i guess let me try to talk about some possible causes for burnout um in my case i think i started to get burned out because i hadn't really been able to find a group that was like really exciting like the the groups that i've been a part of Nobody really was super focused on the game. The games didn't mm. didn't stick together very well. Um, we it was you know so it was partly because of issues with finding a group. It was also because of the fact that like I had been putting in a lot of work, and because we hadn't had a stable group, I felt like the work that I was putting in wasn't necessarily for a purpose. Yeah, I I think that burnout largely comes from a lack of excitement for what you do. Sure. And lack of excitement for what you do can come from feeling like what you're doing isn't being appreciated or feeling like it doesn't have an end goal. Sure. Or just feeling like you aren't getting the results that you wanted, even just from yourself. Not necessarily that nobody is enjoying your product, but just what you're doing is it's not what you wanted it to be to begin with. Mm -hmm. You can get burned out with lots of things, hobbies in particular, but you can get burned out of jobs as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just any time when you aren't able to feel the excitement that you had when you first started. Right. I mean, like, yeah, that, that happened, that happens with so many things and it's like, it, it happens with things that you don't expect it to sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, I mean, D and D is a game. You're supposed to be yeah. having fun and getting burned out at it can be really discouraging. Cause you're like, well, I'm supposed to be having fun. Yeah. You know, and like, you're just like, it's just not having, I'm just not having fun. Cause like, you know, there are, there are some times when I'm like, I've been playing more lately and like, there are some days when I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, I just like, I like, I, I'm kind of like, I like, I'll be like tired or something. And I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not 
I'm not getting into it as much as I as I'd like to. And like you know, sure. other times I have a I have a blast. So like it's I don't know, it's kind of hit and miss. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, like finding a group that's definitely a thing because like you're yeah you're getting discouraged because you're like you're you're trying to play this thing you know you want to do, mm-hmm. but it's just it's just not hitting home. It's just not you're not in the right group or. Maybe you're in the right group, but you got you keep trying in new adventures and the, like you know like like the campaigns or the adventures that you're trying out aren't aren't really hitting it. You know yeah. they're not they're just they're just not clicking with anybody in the group. Or maybe it's like the character you're playing. Maybe you just you play the same character type all the time. Maybe you're you're, you're always the fighter type. You know you're always some sort of fighter or barbarian or something. It's like you know what I kind of that's when you want to like try like maybe I should try out. You know, like a caster or something like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, little, that's a you know a smaller version of burnout. Because, I mean, I'm sure if as long as the DM's okay with it, they they don't mind you switching characters out. If it's really not enjoyable for you anymore, you can always switch out to something new. Yeah. Um. I I think that to answer the question, I think that the the best way to handle burnout, I, there's there's something you should do before you decide how you're going to handle it. First mm-hmm. thing you should do is you should ask yourself, do you want to keep doing this? Is, is it that you want to become unburnt out so that you can keep playing D&D? Right. Or, or whatever game you're playing or whatever, it, really, whatever it is you're doing. But I guess in the context of, of tabletop role-playing games, ask yourself, do you want to keep playing? And so do you want to resolve it with that in mind? Or do you want to take a break from it? Sure. Because taking a break from it can be a good solution. Right. Depending on what it is. Uh, it might lead to you coming back rejuvenated mm-hmm. or it might lead to you not doing it anymore. It yeah. might lead to you not playing that game anymore. It might lead lead to you not, uh, you know, really pursuing whatever your pursuit was for some time. Yeah. And that's not necessarily a bad thing unless you want to keep doing that, unless you want to keep playing that game or, you know, running that campaign or whatever. If that's the case, then... I find the best way to handle burnout is to change things up. Yeah. In my case, it was I stopped playing 4th edition D&D. I played Pathfinder. Sure. And I had a good time. I didn't play Pathfinder for a long time because eventually, like, I moved back to Michigan and 5th edition D&D came out and I started playing 5th edition D&D. Yeah. But uh, the, the, the burnout came from 4th edition was not what I was looking for at that time. And so the more I tried to play 4th edition, the more... I got burnt out. The more I felt like it just, something just wasn't right. Sure. It just wasn't working. So just change things up. Yeah. Try, try to find something that does make you excited to do what you want to do. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, or just, yeah, I feel like taking a break could be, could be a good thing. Cause like I, there, there was a long period of time where I just hadn't played much at all. Mm-hmm. And it like, it wasn't until like, cause like, yeah, it was like years ago when we played that, like that, uh, like a few fourth edition adventures. Yeah. And like before that, it had been forever since I had played. And then like I've only recently been in a couple like in a couple groups, and one of them sort of paused indefinitely for who knows how long. And yeah. the other one, like we meet when we can. Sure. Because I mean, hey, like uh, like was addressed in last week's episode. We're adults. Yeah. You know, um, we're adults. I I imagine most of our listeners are adults, not all of them, but as adults. It's hard to find time to do stuff because mm. you you have so many adult things that you have to devote your time to. You have to, you know, you have to work a job. You have to maybe go to classes. You have to 
to fix stuff up around the house. You have you have relationships that if you don't kindle them will eventually uh, go cold. You know, right, you, you've yeah. got you've got to keep trying to to keep your adult life going. And yeah, some you know sometimes when you have an elective hobby like Dungeons and Dragons or or playing games or whatever, sometimes those can get pushed to the side. Sure. So it is it is hard to find time to do all the things you want to do and that can lead to some things getting cut for an indeterminate amount of time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really insidious thing because I feel like every time I have gotten burned out with something, it's really hard to admit to yourself that that's what's happening. Sure. And so it might just be like, oh no, I'll just keep at it. I'll, you know, things will, I'll, my attitude about it will get better. I just need to get out of this funk that I'm in. Or sure. Right. Yeah. And sometimes that's the case. Sometimes it's not. Do like, a, like it's like our, like a writer's block situation. Yeah. yeah sort of. Um, we have another question that is actually very similar to this one. And that's, uh, it's, it's like, how do you get out of a rut mm-hmm. as a DM? That's, I want to cover that on a different episode. Cause I think that that is a, is a different, similar, but different problem. Sure. And so I think that that can have its own solutions, but with, with, uh, I mean, I guess maybe similar situation, similar solutions, but I, I still think it's a different, different issue. I think with burnout, you, you have to decide whether this is something you want to keep doing or not. Mm-hmm. And then if it is change things up yeah, and then maybe come back to what you were doing originally, you know, after, after you're, you've gotten your head out of that same space or whatever. But, uh, if it's something that is not. Something you want to be, because it may just be that you don't want to pursue that at the moment. You don't want to play that game right now. You've got, you're sick of that game. You're sick of that project. And then in that case, hey, take some time off. And then you might realize, you know, I don't necessarily want to be doing that. Right. Yeah. It's it's, not that I was having a bad time with that game. It's that, oh, I just, I just don't want to be playing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we, we, we get that with uh, just like. I always equate everything back to video games. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. But I mean, video games, like you play a game until you're done with it, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily that you finished it because there's plenty of games that kind of have no end. Yeah. But I mean like a, a game like world of Warcraft. Sure. Yeah. They keep coming out with expansions and stuff like that. But like, even that, even, even like between expansions, like, like I, like I used to play it a lot, but Mm -hmm. I would get, I would kind of, burn out on it for about like i play it for months on end and then i'd be like okay i'm done yeah and then the next expansion would come out and i grab it and you know <laughs> start over uh, again. they but pull that, you back in yeah. well but that's changing it up yeah. you know that's yeah. taking a break and then change and then like and then coming back to it as it well, as it changes like so that that's how you like you kind of keep it going that's why i played it for several years straight yeah, yeah. with some breaks here and there but i always kept coming back you know because pull me back in but but yeah like but like in in like I have plenty of game of I have plenty of games that like I could play nonstop for you know for days and weeks, mm-hmm. but at a certain point I get burned out on and I might come back to them later. You know, yeah. like Minecraft. Sure, I, sure. I play a lot of Minecraft, but I haven't. I probably haven't touched it in the last year. You know, like because I just like I played a lot of it for good for like for several months like steve like steve and i like played the crap out of it for a long yeah, time there was, there was a good period of time where like the three of us would be playing yeah so like that's a, like the fun that's a fun game but like you do get you do get burned out on it you know yeah. um i um the the dark souls series like is definitely a series that you know i've put 
hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours into, and in my head, I'm like, yeah, anytime I could just go and start playing a Dark Souls game and have a great time. Yeah. But I do remember there being a distinct point where I got burned out with the original Dark Souls. Sure. And it was right around the time when uh, I did a Nerd Night presentation back. Uh, it was either before we started this podcast or just early on when we were doing this podcast. I would do these like Nerd Night presentations yeah. at the library. And I did one about Dark Souls, and mm-hmm. in doing so, I had to, like, put together a uh, PowerPoint on it, and, like, I, yep. I had to get all these, like, screenshots. screenshots. Yeah. And so I had to, like, play through the game several times in, in, like, a short amount of time. And the fact that I was suddenly playing the game as an obligation rather than as, like, an elective yeah, made me realize, like, oh, wow, I'm actually not enjoying playing this game right now. Mm-hmm. And I can't say I've completely gotten out of that burnout but um for a long time i i did not want to i did not want anything to do with that Mm. game the sequels sure like if if we were gonna start new characters in dark souls 2 or like if steve needed help in dark souls 3 i could do that but going back to play dark souls 1 was really difficult to do even though in my head it's like yeah i love dark souls 1 shortly after that like maybe maybe a year after that they came out with Dark Souls remastered. And I was oh, like, yeah. heck yeah, I could play Dark Souls anytime. So I bought the PC remaster and I bought it on the Switch. And then I go to play them and I'm like, oh, I love this game, but I am not excited to play it yeah. right now. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, that happens. I've, you know, I've I've sort of gotten out of that. Like I did put in some time playing it on the Switch, mm. you know, because it's the Switch. The Switch, I feel like is such a different experience. Sure. No matter what you're doing. Right. But and you uh, just get the joy of like, hey, I'm, I, I can play this anywhere, you know, yeah. like, it's like, you know, like I play mine right before I go to sleep at night. Like I just have it next to my bed or like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just like, I'm going to play a little bit of Final Fantasy seven now. Like yeah. I can play Final Fantasy seven just in bed. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I play I played at work because, you know, I can take my switch with me to work and mm-hmm. I can play it on break. So I've been yeah. playing Final Fantasy seven. Also, um, I think I mentioned I don't know if I've if I've mentioned it on the show or not, but uh, no one can know about this. We had them on as guests. They started their playthrough of Final Fantasy VII. Oh, that's right. So yeah. if you have not started listening to them, now is a great time oh, to, to do so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Oh, yeah, that's right. I got to yeah. do that. So so anyway, I guess just I'm trying to say that it, even with a video game series that I love mm-hmm. and that in my mind, I do feel like I could play any time and have a great time, you can still get burnt out. It's still definitely yeah. possible. Mm-hmm. And oh, because you were talking about like playing it as like an obligation, right? Yeah. I feel like that's a really big part of it. And especially when you're working with a group of people, mm-hmm. even if they're close friends and everybody understands different situations and stuff like that. Like once, once you start involving getting people's schedules together and stuff like yeah. that, it becomes like, it becomes an obligation. It can become a chore. It become a chore. Yeah. Cause like you have to get people to work together and you have to get people to get like, like if you don't feel like playing that day, but everybody else, you know, cleared their schedules to play mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. kind of like well i have to play yeah i got it i have to play like because otherwise i'm gonna be ruining everybody else's experience or something like that you know yeah you know and like you know it's and it's so so it becomes this obligation and like once it becomes an obligation then it's that much more easier to burn out on it because you're just like sure yeah you have this pressure and the stress of like i have to be there yeah i can't not be there so now I don't, I'm not choosing to be there anymore. I'm just there because I have to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then it's it, like that, that alone for me causes burnout. Like yeah. it's like, I, well, I mean, there's a balance with that because like when it's an obligation, then I do it. 
mm-hmm. versus like if I want to do something, I don't do it. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I, like I, I know what you mean. I can sometimes I just not do a thing because I don't have to. I mean, yeah. I want to. Like, I'd love to paint all of my Warhammer figurines. I don't have to. Sure. So I haven't finished them. Like, it just yeah. they sit Having... on my shelf and I look at them and go, I should paint those. <laughs> Right. Having a deadline is a double-edged sword because on one hand, it can make something you enjoy into something you don't enjoy. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, it can, if you don't have one, it's very easy to just not do things that you would otherwise enjoy. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, it's just (sighs) tough. It's, it's, so you like, you have to, like, you have to turn your obligations back into fun things like you know like yeah recording the podcast or recording a uh, uh, friend quest or something like that like like it's a thing that has to get done every week yeah but it's like you know it's like okay no it's like i don't it's not like oh i gotta go to work it's like oh i get to go ha- i get to go see gabe sure like that you sure. know t- t- make it making it like turning it into that in your mind versus like it's like, oh, I gotta, I gotta go, I gotta, I gotta drive out to so and so's house so we can play D and D. Yeah, and it's like, no, and I was like, I need to go see my friends today. Yeah, like oh, that's awesome. Like you know, like find, find, find the things within it to look forward to, and not, and not the things that you have to do to, to in order to achieve those sure, you know, sure obligations. Yeah, because it a large amount of it is just gonna be getting into the right mind mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, almost every case can be solved if you get into the right mindset. Now, whether that's easy or not, that's yeah. a different story. Like, I was just thinking, like, it's like this is all really easier said than done. But <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Um, I would say if you can, because this is, is not just about how do I how do you identify it or how do you fix it, mm-hmm. but how do you handle it? I would say if you can, try to see it coming. Sure. If, if possible, like try to try to look for warning signs. Try mm-hmm. to look for like maybe if you're just enjoying something a little bit less. Try to think about whether that's a continuing thing, like yeah. whether that's if each week it gets a little bit less and a little bit less. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, if you could see it coming, then you can kind of get ahead of it and change something up real quick, you know? Yeah. Like, okay, like, oh, yeah, we're all meeting, you know, we're all meeting up for D&D all the time and it's the same thing. Oh, okay. And then you start to realize, like, okay, this is getting a little, hey, you know what? Instead of this week playing D&D, why don't we go see a movie? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's there go, you go. Let's go see. Let's go see a movie this week. You know, maybe we'll see a movie that's like in the theme of the <laughs> campaign that we're playing or something. Sure. Like that. Sure. Hey, there's this movie coming out that has this character in it that reminds me of so and so in in the in the campaign. Okay. Let's go see that this week. Change it up. Mm-hmm. You know, just like you know, have a have a nice night out with your friends so that you're reminded that the reason why you're getting together to play D D and D is to have a nice out friend night out with your friends. Yeah. Yeah. So just kind of. Kind of like yeah, like kind of rekindle that idea of like no, this is this is this is fun. Sure, this is, this is me hanging out with my friends. We don't have to be playing D anD D. We just want to. Mm-hmm. But if it turns into we have to play D anD D every week, maybe yeah. maybe change it change it up every once in a while. Sure, like you know, and if you are concerned that if you start like doing stuff other than playing D anD D, maybe you'll end up not playing D anD D. Like maybe maybe you'll be like one of the many groups that you start not playing D&D anymore. Like you, yeah. you, the group starts falling apart because you're not playing D&D. You could still still play, uh, maybe instead of D&D, play like a different RPG, like a one that yeah. is much simpler that you can just pick up the rules. I always bring up the terrible RPG. Sure. 
maybe play a game of the terrible RPG as your characters from your D&D campaign. And board games. Board games, that's a good one too. Like board games have gotten so big lately and there's so many to choose from mm-hmm. now. So many like, that are even like D&D specific. Yeah, like I feel like I, in a lot of groups, like a lot of groups, I feel like board games have sort of taken over that slot yeah. of like a D&D sort of you know style get together. Cause like, yeah, like I know a lot of people that like have a collection of board games and have, you know, we like you have, you have game nights every once in a while. Every once in a while. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, Skylar's been trying to get, it's trying to like, she keeps wanting to have like a regular thing going. Mm-hmm. And like we, we played last, we played last month and it was a lot of fun and we're planning on having a little get together again this month. I'll, I'll try and see if I can get her to reschedule so that you can join us. <laughs> I mean, if she can't, yeah. I understand like everybody, everybody has Saturdays off typically and not yeah. me, but uh, and she, she's, she's just got like, she has a few friends that like, that she hardly sees. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, you know, she's just trying to make sure to get as many people in as possible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, you know, yeah. If, if, like, even if you stop playing D&D, you're not going to, like, you're not going to forget about D&D. Yeah. Like, I, had, I hadn't played for a long time, and then I start, you know, like, even after not playing for a long time, I started a D&D podcast with my friend. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's the, D&D's still part of my life, even yeah. when I'm not playing it. So it's not like I'm abandoning my, you know, my love of D&D if I stop playing D&D. Sure. Um, well, I mean, you that's actually an idea, and it's probably going to sound like a joke, but it's not really. Uh, maybe look into starting a D&D podcast. Sure. <laughs> if if it's hard enough to get everybody together every week to play D&D, maybe f- you can get one person together to talk, talk about, about D&D it. for an hour. Right. And then next week, maybe if that person can't get together, get one of your other gaming buddies together. Yeah. yeah. You know, starting a podcast is not difficult there, depending on how good of like audio quality you want there to be. There's a bit of a buy-in. There can sure. be. Yeah. But as long as you're doing something that you enjoy... You know, hey, you're doing a great job. Yeah. 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 So that's the answer. To handle burnout, start a podcast. Start a podcast. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Well, I think uh I think that'll do it for for that question. And um we didn't so last week, Lisa and Skylar did not uh read the social media discussion question All right. from the previous week. I purposely did not want to overload them with nerd stuff to do right, so yeah, yeah. uh so we'll actually be going over both of those we don't really have a ton of responses for either so it's not going to take forever but i'm going to move on to those so first thing i want to do is i want to talk about the discussion question from two weeks ago and that was what is your favorite weapon or fighting style mm. do you recall what your answer was um i think for a while i was a sword guy but i want to say i'm more of a like a hammer Okay, but then again, pole arms are pretty good pole too. Pole arms are pretty good. Ah, it, it's it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> it I, is. Like, I I get into moods, and I'm like I'm right now. I'm between hammers, spears, and daggers. I don't know. I'm I'm yeah. all over the place. Oh, all over the place. All right. Yeah. I think I said sword and board. Sword and board. Uh, yeah. Usually my favorite. Um, over on Facebook, the DM's council said the best fighting style is having the wizard tell the fighter where to put the pointy end of his weapon <laughs> and having the cleric keep an eye on the rogue. Sure. Okay. <laughs> bit of a, a bit of a different meaning than, uh, yeah. than we intended. That works. Um, but, uh, Lath says favorite weapon is longbow and with sharpshooter and running it with a rogue fighter build. Nice. That's yeah, that's, that's pretty, uh pretty deadly yeah that's pretty good uh jonathan says in 3.5 it was two weapon fighting with a long sword and short sword combo because cool. there was all all sorts of rules on two weapon fighting in right that edition you could get 
you know, like 10 attacks altogether with like five oh, with each right, weapon. Oh, right, yeah. Jeez. In uh, fifth edition, his favorite is great weapon fighting with a great sword. Mm. So that's always good. Uh, Peter K says long sword with dueling. So I think like a single long sword. Okay, yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, when I was doing uh, foam sword fighting, there would be people that even though they could have a shield, just fight one one-handed. Sure. Uh, they was called a blue weapon. So single blue is what they would say. Even, even though they there were... Arguably better options. That was just some people's preferred. Uh, right. Preferred you don't want to be weighted down with the shield or, you know. Yeah. And also, like, if you don't know the fundamentals, if you have a shield, you can get hit in the arm with your shield arm and then you don't have that shield anymore. Or someone with. Sorry, I'm getting too into the rules here, but someone with a two handed weapon could like, quote unquote, break your shield. Sure. Which means you can't use it anymore. So, like, at that point, if you don't know how to fight with just a single blue weapon then yeah. you're out of luck. So right. some people just, they just focus on the basics. Um, Brandon says, Krav Maga for defending yourself. Uh-huh. But when the orcs and dragons show up, I keep a hand and a half sword in the coat closet by the door. Okay. I'm not sure if he means in real life or in the game. He might. He might. Yeah, maybe both. <laughs> I mean, I know plenty of people with several <laughs> several swords in their in their keep. And, I, yeah. A hand and a half, that'd be a, like a bastard sword, right? Yes. Yeah. Jeff, language. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, Caitlin, and if I'm not mistaken, this is Caitlin from Adventures in Aurelia, oh. says, I've got the unpopular opinion that my favorite style is ranged. I really love using a bow in combat. Right now I'm playing a rogue and a ranger, both of which primarily use your, their bows. Nice. Uh, over on Reddit... Just D Scan says sword and board. In addition to being the classic heroic armament, it's versatile. Need some defense? Raise that shield high. Need some offense? Go ahead and two hand that longsword. Mm. Its versatility only gets better once you add in fighting styles and or feats. Cool. Lord Grape Juice says any any big heavy blunt object, mace, hammer, flail, even a shield. One-handed or two-handed, doesn't matter. Nothing like smashing goblin skulls with a massive flail or smiting the undead with a morning star. <laughs> also, I like paladins, and that helps. Sure. Uh, Zero Zero Jiminy Cricket says war pick, because flavor text has never been so revolting. <laughs> uh, Stiltskin Kupo says, am I big? Two bastard swords and two weapon fighting for an oversized race. It's like being able to dish out two whole turns of medium damage per turn. And if you lose one, you can use the one you still have with two hands for higher damage until you get your second bastard sword back. Sure. Add in a two-blade defense feat and who needs a shield, really? <laughs> I get it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Any, yeah. Any game where they're like, where like you can like put points in something to allow you to like dual wield a two hand, like two handed oh, weapons. Yeah. yeah. You're just like, it's, it's <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. In the games like Dark Souls, you can do that. It just right. requires a huge stat investment and... You're probably going to be really slow, right? So like you gotta you gotta adjust your right. style, I guess. But yeah, yeah. But it can be very rewarding. Yeah. Uh, on uh, Twitter, Collins B says, "I'm a sucker for a bow, but only as a fighter. Rangers just just don't get enough attacks per round to make using a bow satisfying for me." Mm. And then then there's a gif of some some character from a movie firing a bow a yeah. couple times really fast. Can't identify it, but can identify it. Um, pr- probably probably Ryan uh, Robin Hood. Uh, then Carl, with a K, says, uh, there's something so classic about a sword. It's an elegant weapon. And I agree. I love swords. And then uh, Crit Academy simply posts a gif of a cowboy with a whip, and the whip is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> so. Flaming whip. Flaming whip, I guess. Hey. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Over on Discord, uh, Jason 
says Ardric's fists are the best weapon, second only to Ardric's body. Ardric, of course, being his uh, his monk character that right. he made in a campaign a long time was ago. That was a dwarf monk. It was a dwarf monk, and I actually wrote a story about his character, yeah. Ardric, several months ago on the Patreon. Yeah, so, I, I remember yeah. the tales of Ardric. Yes. Uh, well, since you probably haven't, you should read the story I wrote. About about Ardric. About okay. I think it's pretty good. Sure. Uh, he's joking, though. The real answer, he's always loved double weapons, like the Dwarven Urgrosh. You guys remember the Dwarven, Dwarven Urgrosh? Urgrosh right? From third edition. It was uh, it was a, a spear with an axe on right the on the end yeah so one end was an axe one end was a spear yeah <laughs> uh, so he says that one or any other two, uh cool two weapon combo that isn't just short swords or scimitars in galerion that is pathfinder setting there are these barbarians who use a big hammer and a buckler made out of a horned beast's skull that they can stab with oh their fighting style is called thunderfang Ooh. Thunderfang style. Yes. Debrasaur says, in general, I prefer slashy slashies, <laughs> twin scimitars, halberds, scythes, etc. There's just something super elegant and and uh, ascetic about being a graceful dance of blood and death. Smiley face. <laughs> slashy slashy. Uh, and then uh, the beverage tea says, sorry, that's bow and arrow for me. Uh, up close and personal just isn't for me. Squishy characters that can climb or perch and hit from above and far away are my style. Yeah. Peace Joy Pancakes. And by the way, everybody in this thread, they're using uh, like kanji kanji. Yeah, so I, I'm not sure what the what they're probably making fun of us and we just can't read it. Yeah, so. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Peace Joy Pancakes says, I think daggers look really cool, but I never made a character using them. The smallest blades I use were short swords. Uh, Preston says, good old Warhammer. Always easy to just smash your way through the mobs. Yeah. And uh Oh, yeah. And Noah Wizard says, well, around level 140, I can have 40 strength and 60 intelligence, which means I can hold the Great Shield of Glory and cast top-notch Crystal Soul Spears. I'd have to say that is my favorite fighting style. It's not really sword and board, much more sword and deathly explosion of light. Because, of course, he's referring to Dark, uh, Dark Souls. Dark Souls, yeah. His uh, his favorite build in Dark Souls. Which yep. is- Dark Souls... T- Two or three, well, he's referring to. Well, he's definitely doing that in uh, Dark Souls Three, where yeah, he's got like, probably the Great Shield of Glory. Is I think that's from Dark Souls Three. Yeah, he uses the he uses like the Dark Sword. Uh, oh, the Dark Sword is so it was so yeah. good when the game first first it's, came out. It's, they, it's still pretty good. Yeah, but they, yeah, they nerfed it pretty quick though. Yeah, uh, and then uh, just one more. Um, actually, sorry, two more. Uh, Jason, a different Jason, Jason the Human says, I always thought quarter stabs were a cool weapon. Not only can you beat someone up with it, it doubles as a walking stick. For Dex characters, I always liked stabbing with a rapier. Mm. And then Damien the DM says, My favorite fighting style that never worked, it did in Pathfinder, but that character was short lived, was two weapon Dex fighting with the faint feet line. Mm. He was an elven diplomat type character, so high bluff. And if it actually worked, he would have been able to get a feint off like every time he attacked or was attacked. Yeah. Yeah, there was a there was a 3.5 character I made that like I was doing like feints or something like that. There was there was some prestige class that allowed you to do feints. Mm-hmm. You would make a bluff you would make a bluff check. Yeah. And as long as you meet a certain amount, which I think he like could take tens on it or something. Oh, probably. Yeah, um, that sounds about right. Yeah, a certain level you could like take a ten on it, I believe. But like, yeah, you, you basically would faint and be able to sneak attack, even if you were just face to face with somebody. Sure. Uh, anyway, so then moving on to last week's social media discussion question, we only got a couple responses. This isn't going to take forever. But uh, the the question was, what is the greatest adventure you've had in real life? Hmm. Do you have uh, Do you have an answer? Oh. 
I can't remember if I said anything because I feel like we discussed this at one point. We may have because I, I think I was toying with this for a, a bonus episode topic. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I can't really think. I mean, like I'm an indoor kid, so <laughs> if not, that's that's fine. But yeah. uh, I mean, not to say that I've never gone on an adventure. I just yeah, like I mean, like I've gone on like trips and stuff with my family. Yeah. And um, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I don't I don't I don't go out and take risks and stuff like that because like I don't like going outside because there's bears out there. You know, like that's a <laughs> good good point. Like, good I, point. like I like. I see people doing all these exciting things and it's like, you could get hurt doing that. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like I'd be more stressed, worried about getting hurt than, than having fun. So like, yeah, I don't know. My adventures are small, I guess. I guess when, uh, when we lived in Tennessee, um, one of our friends down there was a mountain climber, mm. uh, and he died mountain climbing. Yeah. It, I it's mean, like. It's terrifying. The, yeah, like a, a Griff, Griff tells a story about him and his wife going going hiking, and they ran into a bear. Oh dear! They ran into a bear. There's bears outside. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I guess what we're trying to say is everybody out there, be careful. Yeah. Whatever adventures you choose to take part in, yeah. all the power to you, but be careful. Yeah. Like, know your limits. Right. Trust the people around you. You know. Mm. Be careful. Be, yeah. Just be be aware. But don't be so aware that you're stressed out all the time like me. Be aware, but don't be a bear <laughs> is the moral. Here. Thank you, Gabe. So I, Lisa mentioned my uh, the my greatest adventure on on uh, last week's episode. Um, we went to Centralia, Pennsylvania. We went on a road trip there. Oh, um, right. When like the, the first year that we were dating, we mm. had been dating for like six months or something at that point. And we got together with our friend, Mike, our friend, James, we piled in my mom's car. We drove, it was about an eight hour drive from where we live to I, Pennsylvania. I think I still have a piece of coal that you brought back from. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So Pen- Centralia, Pennsylvania is a city that has had a mine fire burning under it for the last 40 years. Yeah. Just <laughs> like, so, like a very slow burning, very type of slow coal. burning. Yeah. They, they tried evacuating the city, but like some people refused to leave. But there's like it's, constant sinkholes and stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not necessarily so much anymore, but yes. Um, basically, everybody's left. There's like maybe four or five people that still live in the what was once the like township of Centralia. Um, it's not located on any maps anymore because it's it's officially not a town anymore. It's right. just kind of the the area between this town and that town. Yeah, even the name Centralia, like it just it's so- it sounds like a horror movie. Kind of, yeah. In in it's. In the movie uh, Silent Hill, they based the history of Silent Hill off of Centralia. Mm. Now, not the games. The games of Silent Hill were around before it ever had any association with Centralia. But particularly when they were making the first Silent Hill movie, Mm. they looked at Centralia for inspiration. And so with this in mind, we thought, hey, yeah, let's go here. It's going to be super creepy, going to be really exciting. Centralia itself was actually very boring. There was a stretch of abandoned road that had been rerouted around because it was all cracked. And that was pretty much it. Mm. And then we spent like an hour throwing rocks into a big puddle because it rained a lot the day before. Um, The trip, it's that part of the trip was not very exciting. I did sensationalize quite a bit of it for my fantasy fiction in November or November, October, October of last year. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it was for Halloween. Why would it be November? Uh, (laughs) But, uh, but. The rest of the trip was actually a lot of fun. We drove to Hershey, Pennsylvania. We drove to Gettysburg. We went on a ghost tour in Gettysburg. It was a a ton of fun. It yeah. was like the biggest 
the first big real road trip I had ever been on by myself without like my family. And it was a lot of fun. It's, it was definitely an adventure. And I would say that was the greatest. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, there was the, there was the time that we all went up to uh, Toronto. Oh yeah, I remember yeah. that. I feel like that was one of the one of the first times that like I went on a like lar- like longer trip mm-hmm. that wasn't like with my family or something like that. Yeah. So like that that was fun and like I didn't I didn't have nearly enough money to be on that trip. <laughs> sure, same here. Yeah, it just it was just like I was like, yep, and like I like I, I, I it was one of those situations where like. Okay, like we're it's gonna cost this much, but since there's like twelve people, it's split up this way, and then only ten people show up. So like, oh, so yeah. you're like, well, I'm here with just enough money for if there was twelve people, and I can afford food, but now I can't afford food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can I have your fries? Like, <laughs> sure. Yeah. All right. Well, on over on uh, Facebook, Nathan says riding camels in the Wadi Rum Desert in Jordan. Oh. After exploring the ruins of Petra. Ooh. Fan. So, well, I Tom knew Dada. some of those words. <laughs> I know I know where Jordan is relatively. And I know what Petra is. Uh-huh. Are you do you know what Petra is? Um uh, that's the the pirate girl from Wind Waker. No. <laughs> uh have you seen the movie uh there's this this little heard of movie called uh Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Petra. It might be Tetra. Anyway, go on. Have you ever heard of this this indie movie called Indiana Jones and the the indie movie the indie <laughs> movie that was unintentional? But yes, the in, <laughs> the Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah, yeah. The place where the great where the Grail is held uh-huh. that like it's like a it looks like a temple built carved out of the mountain. Sure, that is actually a it, the Grail is not there. Don't worry. Okay, that is that's a um a landmark in in somewhere in the middle east called petra sure i think it might be short for something longer but uh, mm. but yeah petra that's so yeah apparently nathan went there so good job cool nathan uh that was all of them on facebook we like i said we didn't really have a ton we didn't have anybody on reddit on twitter uh carl says i've had a few adventures i lived in the arctic for six months and saw the north pole oh i've marched 160 kilometers so 100 miles in Nijmegen, Netherlands, for over four days. I apologize to everybody yeah. in the Netherlands for my pronunciation. I've been to the depths of the ocean in a submarine. Excuse you. I've been married twice and I've helped raise six kids. Well, I'm adventured. Dang. Yes, you are. Yes, you have adventured. <laughs> well done. I've, I've adventured. Sorry, is what he said. Good job, Carl. <laughs> Way to uh, go. Well, I uh, sit in my house and i record a podcast so take that we yeah we read about other people's adventures <laughs> yes you know <laughs> uh and then uh one more on twitter crit academy says marriage it's been full of challenges and treasures a truly exciting adventure yeah and i i can't argue with that that is uh definitely an adventure now we we got a few on discord a couple of which are actually pretty long so, um, so if you want to read those, oh, there you go. You should well, come to our Discord. Okay, yeah, that's a better way to do it rather than <laughs> read for quite a while. Um, Jason on Discord says, when my wife and I went to Scotland, we mm. went to one of the northernmost islands. We trekked across the whole island, finding ancient standing stones and going into old cairns. Some we had to crawl into. It was creepy. Ooh. We even noticed these repeating magical rune etchings that we later incorporated into one of my wife's books as a visual representation of magic for her story. Cool. I have one of those books. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jay's wife, uh, Margaret, 
writes comic books right. for Marvel. I mm-hmm. uh, is it just Marvel or is it? For, it might be, might also be for other companies. I don't know. I, I know yeah. it's for Marvel though. Um, and uh, yeah. yeah, and I I own one of the uh, one of the comic books that she helped write or that that she wrote. Sorry, she didn't do the artwork. I don't think, but she wrote it. Right about it's like an adaptation of Macbeth. If I'm not mistaken, okay. I'm so trying, I'm trying to remember because yeah, I have I have a few of her works, but I'm not, I can't remember which ones. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, I believe she wrote Windblade, the Transformer, like the the character of Windblade. I believe is her creation. Okay. So she wrote yeah, and- she wrote several of the comics, if not all. I again, I don't know exactly to what extent she 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 wrote these things, but uh, but she she wrote. At least some of the yeah. Windblade Transformer comics. Yeah, I know she's definitely done uh, some work with Transformers a lot. Yes. So. so yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that, that's what that's what Jason is referring to. So definitely some cool and that, cool stuff that they got and into. That actually reminds me, there was a time I I was in Finland. Um, okay. And I went there's like this like really old like naval base or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know how old it is, but it's like it's on this like I guess it's on this island. Like like right off the coast or something, and it's okay. just like this really old stone structure, and there's like a lot of like little dark tunnels and stuff like that, and it's just it was like there was parts of it that was really creepy because mm-hmm. like you get you get down into this thing, you go down these like like old wet like stone steps, yeah. and like you get down in there, where just like a few cracks of light are getting in there, yeah. and like you just see like. There's more steps that keep going down, but there's no <laughs> light down there. Yeah, there's no light down there. I'm not. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> like, sure. But I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to remember this though. So, yeah. Um, and then, uh, on, uh, so again, again, on discord, uh, the beverage tea says I play D and D to make my boring life more adventurous. Right. Even my best adventure stories sound weak as water to me. When I think of how to write them down without exaggeration, I have some funny and interesting stories that have elements of a good adventure story, but in real life, I am devoid of adventure. <laughs> well, I hear you, T. Right. I apologize, but you know, hey, someday, right? Someday you'll you'll have an adventure to uh, to write about. Uh, but Noah Wizard this is going to be a little bit of a personal reference, but he says Joel once replaced the seats in his van with bales of hay. <laughs> I am still alive. <laughs> I treat that as an adventure. <laughs> And Joel is a mutual friend of ours. Yeah. And he's actually a host of another podcast. There's a podcast called uh, the 20-Year-Old Movie Podcast, I think is what it's called. Yeah, I think that's right. I don't know if they've come out with any episodes in a while, but uh, he is a one of the hosts of that. So yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. Joel is one of those people that he would replace the seats in his van with bales of hay. Right. I think he didn't Wouldn't he, he make his van into a convertible. Like he like cut Do- the roof off of it. Doesn't surprise me. Like, I feel like he cut the roof off of his van maybe like, to make it a convertible. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, we, we have, we have two stories from Peace Joy Pancakes and Adam B who, uh, they're, they're great stories, but they are very long. And I don't know if I'd be able to do them justice without, uh, without really like, without just reading the whole thing, right. I guess. So everybody go to our discord. Yes. It's a great place to be. You should be there already if you're not. Yep. Um, and just, yeah, click on the, the social media questions tab mm-hmm. and yeah, go read these. Yep, There's you, some great, great stories in there. Yeah. You can find the link to the discord on our Facebook and on our Reddit. Yes. Um, and you do not need to be a patron in order no, to join. Not at all. Um, we might be making a, a page on there specifically for yeah. Patreon talk, but it's not going to be restricted to patrons. 
it's just going to be like if we want to discuss stuff that is Patreon related, we'll right. get there. Yeah, th- so. yeah. There, there might be somewhere along the lines like of a like a perk or something, but maybe. But yeah, there's not at, at the moment. There is nothing yeah. specifically for patrons. Everybody is welcome. Everybody's yeah. invited. So, yeah. Yeah. so come on down. And then we still have to do a discussion question for this coming week. Oh, right. So our discussion question for this coming week is: Have you ever had D and D or any other tabletop role playing game? Sure influence your dreams Mm. i feel like it must have i can't remember anything recently and dreams was like one of those things where like you only remember like in a lot of cases you only remember it for like the first minute you've woken up right um i've had a couple dreams recently that have been like more connected to real life than than ones i usually have Mm mm-hmm but I think one of them was about work and the other one was about Sekiro. <laughs> so, okay. So, right. so nothing D&D related recently. Yeah. I feel like I've had more examples than this, but one that comes to mind is from maybe a year or so ago. Mm. I had a dream where I think it was you and me went to London. Okay. While we were in London, we were taking a tour of Buckingham Palace. Okay. For whatever reason, we strayed away from the tour. And we ended up in a room we weren't supposed to be in. Mm-hmm. And from another room came the Queen of England <laughs> and one of her guards. Sure. And we were in super trouble until she noticed that we had, I had my backpack with me and it was full of D&D books. <laughs> and again, this is a dream. So it, this is, stu- I know this is stupid, but she was like, oh, uh, what is that? And we were like, oh, well, you know, it's D&D. I briefly explained D&D to her and she was like, oh, I want to play. <laughs> and so I I ran a little game of D&D for you and the, the queen, queen of, of England, England and one of her guards. Her guard was there was there with us. Right. So it wasn't just her. <laughs> that would be foolish. Of course. Yeah. Of course the guard And I, I don't remember what she, I wrote it down somewhere. I don't remember what she called her character, but I wrote down what she called her character and she, and Anyway, we played a short little game of D&D. She had a blast. And I asked her, I remember in my dream, I was like, can I talk about this on social media? Because I would love to tell people that I did this. And she said, she can't, she said we weren't allowed to say that we played with the queen, but we could say she gave me her character's name. She said we could refer to her by her character's name and I could talk about it like that. So <laughs> I feel like I remember you mentioning this before. Probably. Yeah, it yeah. was, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I have dream dreams often. I don't tell people about them often. Right. So but, if it was noteworthy, yeah, I think like, I like, and like, it's almost believable. Like what, after the, after I woke up from this dream, I was like, I want to make that into a short story. Sure. I, I haven't yet, but I was like, yeah, that is a believable enough story. Yeah, it's, it's, it would be, you know, it's almost believable because like some, I feel like someone like the queen would like, She's just one of those figures that like would be like, oh yeah, what is that? Yeah, like should she be like? No, I, I'm sure she has. She enjoys having fun, right? Or, or she's just because she's just such. She is the queen. Like it's it's kind of like her job to just be like nice and interested and like it just yeah. It, I don't I don't know. It just it seems it seems like a thing. It seems like a thing a queen would do <laughs> in in like an awkward situation like that. Sure. Oh like, these. These guys are well-meaning. They're not here to to wreck the place. They just yeah. got lost or whatever like that. How are you? Nice to meet you. You know, like, I, <laughs> yes, I am the queen, but, like, you know, like, I, I, I can see that this is an awkward situation, so I'm going to do the graceful thing and make it less awkward. Oh, sure. sure. You know, so I, it's it's almost believable that that could happen. <laughs> so, 
Maybe this is my way of maybe it actually did happen. <laughs> so this is my way of revealing it without actually revealing it. Right. No, no, we no, we got clearance. We <laughs> okay, got, yeah, we got clearance. Yeah, we it. got clearance. All right. Well, that'll do it for our questions for today. But before we uh before we close out, let's uh let's let's relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's try to, you know, make better use of our time. Let's take a deep breath. Let's relax. Let's remember those who have come before us. Let's toss another log onto the funeral pyre. You know the queen is still alive? Yeah, she's never going to die. It's ridiculous. She's the longest living monarch. I feel bad. I guess I don't really feel bad, but I was going to say I feel bad for her son. Because by the time he becomes king, he's going to be an old man. Right. She's been queen since she was like, I don't know, 16 or something. Yeah, whatever. Like, I don't like know. It's like I, I remember like watching a, like a little video on like the history of the monarchy and stuff like that. And yeah. it's just like, and then queen, you know, and it's like. She's been freaking forever. Uh-huh. It's, oh my God. Like, it's just still going. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so anyway, this week's funeral pyre story comes from Adam B. So, you know, he also submitted the magic item oh, earlier. Yeah. So Adam B says, what T heck brave, but foolish. So that's the character's name. What, what T heck. Okay. The party had been traveling deep into the underdark to confront a creature called Bill which had been controlling undead. Upon reaching Bilnock's lair, a beholder which used its regional abilities and lair actions to know the party was approaching. It sent out several iron ghouls Ugh. to hold the party up. I don't know what an iron ghoul is. I don't, I don't want to know. But maybe it's a <laughs> ghoul version of an iron golem. Right. Or a ghoul wearing heavy iron armor. Sure. I don't know. Uh, anyway. This resulted in several characters being held up and the other half hiding out of sight of the beholder. Eventually, the monk and half-elf fighter, what t heck, decided to rush the beholder. Upon entering, what threw a dagger and critted. Gaining the attention of the creature, unfortunately, the creature then used its legendary action to attack what with a random eye. The dice rolled and disintegrate occurred. Oh, no. Max damage was rolled. Oh, no. And what, in his hour of heroics, turned to dust, witnessed only by the party's monk and shocked ranger hiding in the shadows. It sometimes is good to remember not all heroes die a hero's death. Mm. Sometimes they just get an unlucky break. Yeah. So let's raise a glass in memory of the half-elf fighter. As I say... What the, what the heck? heck? Clink. And so that brings us to the end of the episode. To submit questions for us to discuss, items for the Dragon's Horde, or stories for the funeral pyre, please email us at interpartyconflict at gmail.com. For show notes, links to media mentioned on the show, and running lists of questions and magic items, go to interpartyconflict.com. Join the discussion on social media. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash interpartyconflict, on Reddit at r slash interpartyconflict, on our interparty Discord, or on Twitter at inpartyconflict for our weekly social media questions. Your answers might end up on the show. Find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, YouTube, anywhere you download podcasts. Please rate, review, subscribe, or just tell a friend. If you'd like to support the show, check out the rewards at patreon.com slash interpartyconflict. There's a few different tiers, so anything you can spare, even a dollar a month, would go towards making the show better, and you'll get bonus content for it. 
Jeff, tell us about FriendQuest. FriendQuest is our YouTube channel where we play video games. You can also find us on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash friendqueststream. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now I'm playing Sekiro. Yes. So come Great watch game. that if you're interested. Uh, and then I th- we're, we're playing through uh, Borderlands 2 right now, mm-hmm. which uh, Borderlands 3 just got announced. So oh, cool. we'll definitely be playing that once that comes out. Awesome. And speaking of video games, check out my side project, the Arcade Memories Podcast. If you'd like to submit your own childhood memories of going to the arcade, record them or write them to me at arcadememoriespodcast at gmail.com. Also, head over to bit.ly slash interpartyconflict to take a short survey about our show. What you like, what you don't like, etc. And just for taking it, you'll get two free printable board games, courtesy of Mary and Tom over at hollandspiel.com. And our music is made by Boxcat Games from Nameless the Hackers RPG. So, Jeff, until next time... I got an idea for a character name. What's that? What the f***? <laughs>